holidays, friends. Oh, holidays. Uh, it's a, well, you know, I had to make it clear I wasn't just calling you a ho, Sean Linehan. Hey. Welcome, friends, to the Bottled Up Podcast. Uh, I'm Jen Waring, and I am here with not a ho, Sean Linehan. That's right, not a ho. Uh, that's what they called him in high school, anyway. Hey, yeah, I was um, I was very boring in high school. Yeah, I think they meant it ironically. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, that could also be true. You naughty, <laughs> naughty it, holiday! It was Texas in the late nineties. Come on. I mean, I enjoyed the band Texas from the late nineties, <laughs> um, but <laughs> that is not why we're here. For either of those reasons, we are here to talk. Uh, whiny boozy beverages and today in keeping with sort of our little it's not a trilogy and it was nothing officially decided no, but it just kind of stumbled that way yeah it it just that's how it calendared out yeah um calendared is a verb used rarely but uh <laughs> but effectively in this instance <laughs> thank you um yeah we're sticking we're sticking in holiday town we did mulled wine uh last time and and most people love Mold wine? What's not to love about mold wine? It's fucking delicious. Hot spiced wine, for God's sakes. Uh, this week, we're, we're tackling a slightly more controversial yes, uh, beverage. I, I, I would say there's controversy around this. I appreciate when we say it like that. Controversy. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, Moira. When we Moira. almost <laughs> sing it like a weird English emo band. Um, but yeah, we're going to talk the nog, kids. The nog of the eggs. The egg. <gasps> nog. Wow. And I really feel like it's either you grew up with it and you love it. Yep. Absolutely. It's a, it's a wintertime you, treat. You grew up with it and you hate it. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that's that shit dad makes me drink that gave me salmonella on Christmas Eve. That's, you know, goes one way. Or the other. I feel like this drink could actually break apart families, which are already so vulnerable because Thanksgiving just happened. We're all a, a little on edge. It's a little tight. And then, you know, Uncle Jack breaks out the eggnog. Oh, God. And, you know, that always gets him talking. Oh. <laughs> so it's not the nog. <laughs> um, yeah, it is. It, it's also just um, I think it's a, it's a controversial beverage in general. It's less controversial now, of course, because you can just buy it in a carton. And yeah. and we all assume that's safe. Um, but, you know, it does contain, recipe speaking, raw eggs. Yeah. Um, so it, it certainly not only could break up families, I mean, even chickens might disagree. (laughs) Even the chickens might not like it. I mean, I'm not a scientist, but I'm going to go out on a limb. Say they don't like their, their babies being made into beverages. Um, (laughs) (laughs) but you know, it is also, it's, uh, um, I feel like for, uh, safety purposes, we have to let people know that the eggs you buy in the store will never become chickens. Never. They're not fertilized. They yep. are not chicken babies in your eggnog drink. Okay, they, carry on. They are barely egg yolks, if we're being honest. What you buy in the grocery <laughs> store, especially if it's white eggs in a styrofoam container, like that's barely an egg. You are getting next to no nutritional value out of that. My dad so literally, uh, my dad had chickens for a short time. I, I did mm-hmm. send him a chicken harness and I didn't get a single picture of a what? chicken on the walk. Uh, but he, as a joke, sent me half a dozen of his eggs he plucked right up from his chicken nest mm-hmm. in a box. In the mail. Love it. Uh, but because they were coated in, I'm going to go with chicken goo. Um, yeah. They got to me. I washed them off. I ate them. I'm still here. Still here. Didn't even get bad gas that day. I'm assuming. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think that uh, that goop that we're talking about there, that's called the bloom, right? I think it's yes, called the it bloom. Is, yeah. yeah. 
But it sure is funnier when it's called chicken goo. It sure is. Uh, <laughs> the bloom sounds lovely. <laughs> my uh, my dad also has has chickens. It usually has about a hundred. You want me to see if I can get the harness back for my dad? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely, because I think my my dad would take the chicken for a walk, but also to train it to be an assassin. Okay, well, um, I'm not sure how accomplished a harness it is, but we'll see what we could do. Like, it doesn't have a holster. I don't. I feel believe. like it's the first step, though, in, in oh, creating totally. a, an, an assassin poultry. I mean, what is a gun holster if not just an assassin harness? <laughs> what wow. I've always said, Sean. And here we are, deep thoughts on bottle top. <laughs> <laughs> well, deeper thoughts. Let's deep cut into eggnog because y'all know I love. My history, not the kind that helped me to pass high school, but the kind that involves eggnog the, and other yeah. things. Things to so, ponder whilst you drink these delightful beverages. Because who knew how fun the history of this is? Um, generally, most people agree. I mean, there's obviously some fun. There's always some fights. Of course. You know, over where something came It's from. not like there's facts to back up history. Right. But <laughs> Americans like to try and claim eggnog. Yes, that's Because true. theoretically, they think they came up with eggnog as a term for this drink despite mm-hmm. the fact that eggnog had existed forever because noggin was the, another name for a cup anyway none of this matters the actual drink because mm-hmm. eggnog as a term before it was this eggnog was just kind of referred to like a type of ale in a type of cup sure um but this particular eggnog generally comes from uh the early medieval uh, i like to pronounce the a uh, British drink called posset, um, ah. which, was, which was made with hot milk that was curdled with, uh, yep, yummy, Brits, mm. Brits are fun, uh, with wine uh, for a time or ale and then eventually um, booze. Um, in, in the Middle Ages, it was used as a cold or flu remedy, which might indicate why it stuck around for the winter season, because that's when those sure, things happened. They got sick because they're all inside um, the local pub coughing on each other. Coughing on each other, but uh, I thought this uh, sentence that I found about Fawcett was the most fun. Oh, I love when you uh, pick because, out sentences. <laughs> because obviously, if, if you are drinking something, thank a monk. Um, and uh, that, that merch coming next spring. Uh, <laughs> but the, uh, the, by the 13th century, the monks were drinking Fawcett with eggs and figs. And okay. Ooh, figs. in the 17th century, Sean... There was a recipe for. Okay. Makes me laugh a little. My Lord of Carlisle's sack posset. (laughs) (laughs) Who's drinking that? Hmm. What's. uh... I don't think it is what they think it is. (laughs) No. Um, it, uh, ooh, a nice, a nice creamy beverage. Coming out of a sack (laughs) from my Lord of Carlisle. Anyway, here's the full sentence that, well, it's technically two sentences, but what? Uh, a 17th century recipe for my Lord of Carlisle's sack posset. That's written with a dash, by the way. Uses a heated mixture of cream, whole cinnamon, mace, nutmeg, 18 egg yolks. Holy fuck. <laughs> eight egg whites and one pint of sack wine, which they think was more closer mm-hmm. to sherry. Yeah. Um, at the end, sugar and animal musk are stirred in. Oh, then. So you're just basically expressing a dog's anal glands over your cocktail. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't say which animal. Maybe they caught a small <laughs> raccoon from the yard. 
<laughs> Go get me a badger, boy. <laughs> the raccoon, of course, is already releasing its musk. It's picking on those egg yolks. Jesus. 18 egg yolks. Wow. Okay. So it's like this drink will break apart your family, but it'll hold your arteries together. My God, God. yes. That's uh, just, that's absurd. And then it was traditionally served as if this made it all better in a two-handled pot. <laughs> ah, a nog. Yes. A nog. Um, but then, of course, you know, the drink comes to America with the, sure. with the colonists. And at the time, brandy and wine were not as easily available and only for like the Richies. Yep. And uh, or were heavily taxed by those damn Brits. Tax Brits. Britain, technically, these, Brits. these people still were. Um, but rum from uh, uh, the Caribbean. That's right. Was a little more cost effective because that was, you know, cheap shit from the brown people. Um, and uh, coupled with, you know, all the farms and the, the dairy mm-hmm. that was available. Now it was, they were like, screw this sack wine. Yeah, I don't need to express any glands over this. And, and no more animal musk, please. <laughs> Let's just throw in that, that rum stuff. That seems nice. That seems nice. <laughs> so yeah, is that's, that's the fight. But even, almost even more uh, interesting, and a thing I literally didn't know until okay. um, I was this many days old when I discovered this, um, is that nutmeg um, mm-hmm. is actually two spices. Because when it's in the tree and they pluck it from the tree, it's outside almost looks like, um, I'll I'll try, we could share a picture for people who've never seen it. Because I guess I I had never seen it. I was pretty excited. It almost looks like if the egg from Alien, Uh if the veins around that egg were red. Oh, that is strange. It's like a a nut dipped in a red. Like like a strawberry dip? Like a. No, because it's still like spidery, like webby. Oh, okay. It looks webby, uh, like thick webby. Um, anyway, well, share a picture. And that when you then you you they you take them off the tree and you let them dry for like mm-hmm. six weeks, six to eight weeks, and then the outs and then you shake them. And if they sound like a maraca, it means that the yeah, thanks, so. Yeah, it means that the uh the the seed or whatever the like nutmeg part the of it nut, is nut. Yeah. No, because the whole thing is called a nut. So oh. the inner nut, <laughs> if <Go> you <laughs> will, technically, I guess, uh, we'll just keep calling it the inner nut because I don't know what else to call it. Uh, the inner nut is nutmeg and the shell is mace. Oh. Which we don't use that. as much anymore as a seasoning because it's called mace. But um, it was, I mean, I have a thing of, mace that was my grandmother's it's old i can't get in the canister anymore because it's but it's really fun um and then they use you know the second rate nuts they press them into oil but the good nuts Mm -hmm. the the good inner nuts (laughs) went into lord caseling's posset sack (laughs) no um yeah so that we've devolved we've devolved yeah but okay but so there was it was is discovered. There's evidence it was discovered as early as the first century. Holy shit! Um, Look at that way back then. Because uh, Roman author Pliny speaks of a tree ah, bearing nuts Pliny the with two flavors. Um, and then it wasn't until like the sixth century that nutmeg was brought by Arab merchants to Constantinople. I'm sure there was monks involved. Absolutely. Uh, but it was uh, in the 1600s. Uh, the Dutch waved a war 
with the inhabitants of the island of Banda just to control the nutmeg production in the East Indies. Oh, then. Look at that. And this is a much more interesting nut than I... Then, and during negotiations over the island of Manhattan... Okay. I don't know if you've heard of it. Yeah, it's behind me. You can see it through the window. <laughs> I can if I had supervision. Um, the Dutch traded part of part of the Manhattan trade was for control over a nutmeg producing island owned by the British. And then the Dutch held control of the Spice Islands until World War II. Huh. This has been a very so educational this, first segment. Look at all right, this stuff. So while this drink might divide a family, <laughs> if only they could sit down and talk about the inner nuts of Lord Posset. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of really important stuff there that uh, just ties directly yes. to global economy. and um, Wildly, <laughs> in a weird way. Like, who knew that, like, oh, sure, the spice, you know, it's everything's about the spices, which is crazy because British people don't use them. But, like... They <laughs> <laughs> use animal musk. <laughs> that, that, that's... Why our settlers were our colonists, our imperials colonists were over here to to grow spices and stuff. And I mean, the spice you know, trade is no joke. It's, it's why it's you do thing. spend a chunk of your ninth grade history on the on, spice trade, and and, and literally none on slavery if you're from the central New York area. Um, That's just true. As a side note, but even here, even more recently, Sean, I feel like we need to cover this, and then we need to start drinking, but. I learned of the eggnog riot. I'm sorry, the what? There was an eggnog riot right here in New Please York State. Please tell me you're referring to a ska festival. <laughs> like, oh my god, I wish I was. <laughs> eggnog riot, trumpet, trumpet, trumpet. Holy <laughs> shit, boss! Can we make that album? Yeah, absolutely. That merch also available next spring. Next uh, fall, we'll go fall. We need some. Okay, yeah, good point. <laughs> good point. We've got to get a band. Um, no, it was at West Point. Oh, I lived there. At the anyway, town? sorry, random. Or the yeah, town? Yeah, my my dad taught there. Okay, so, uh, so maybe you. Base. Oh, how do you have? How is this not then? <laughs> I don't know. We didn't talk I, about eggnog riots. <laughs> it's weird. I can't imagine that anyone ever talked about it again ever outside of me googling eggnog history. But there was uh, in in December of eighteen twenty six, Sean, alcohol possession at the academy was prohibited. Sure, uh, as you might imagine, they're training to be soldiers, uh, along with drunkenness and intoxication. Um, and they were so concerned about how out of hand the drinking got that by eighteen twenty six, they said no mass alcohol for you a holes at Christmas. Um, and they told all 260 cadets, no alcohol. And there's a full, for folks who want to know more, there's a full day-by-day -day breakdown of this riot. Oh, wow. Available to you if you look. Uh, I stopped looking because, <laughs> yeah, there's only so much I want to know. But uh, so the cadets were told Christmas eggnog would be for children. No booze for you, friends. And hey. they smuggled it in anyway. Those crafty cadets. Of, they, they, they literally crossed the river to smuggle the whiskey in. <laughs> Um, as well as some rum and some things from local bars. They like went and got it from bartenders. Um, and it led to just a, a drunken uh, free-for-all. Windows, wow. furniture, crockery, all smashed. Not the um, crockery. The crock, it literally said crockery. I didn't make that up. Uh, one eggnog-addled cadet, that's a quote, uh, tried to shoot his commanding officer. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
I mean, this had to be some good ass nog. Uh, anyway. <laughs> no uh, animal musk there. But just, I wanted, before we, we go to break, I wanted to put you at ease, Sean, because uh, neither young Jefferson Davis nor young Robert E. Lee, who were both cadets and, or were in attendance in some capacity, mm-hmm. uh, were found guilty of any offense. Ah, well, I, I was worried. Right? Um, I mean, because, you know, it's awful when a white guy does something wrong in college. Yeah. He just gets in trouble <laughs> you for don't, life. You know what? You really don't want don't to upset their life. They've got the right. promising future. I mean, to so, be fair, it was, it was, I mean, it was broken crockery. So you'd think that would, they would take that seriously. It's not like it was like rape. <laughs> uh, no, don't want to disrupt that swimmer's career. Right. My God. Or, or just about any of them. Um, yeah. So anyway, but yeah, so they got to go on to history, which I'm not going to Google. Um, that's, yeah, that's fair. We all know it enough. Uh, but yeah, so, uh, let's take where you made your eggnog. I did. I did. I made mine from scratch last night. Let it cure my, overnight. My God. I, I bought mine and opened the guitar, the curtain. How are you even awake right now? That sounds I exhausting. I am. I, I got to be honest. I'm going to need a nap soon. Um, I'm going to take a quick disco nap during okay. this break, if you don't mind. No, you go disco it up. I'm going to shake my nog, get uh, those egg whites reincorporated. I mean, was there anything worse than when my Lord of Carlisle's sack posset <laughs> wasn't shook? Uh, nobody wants an unshook sack posset. When, when that liquid was separated from my Lord of Carlisle's sack posset. <laughs> my my <laughs> anyway, leash. My leash. And we'll be back in a moment. Cheers, Cheers. back in a bit. And we're back, friends. We're, and we're back. We're gonna we're gonna dive in. Oh man, we're gonna dive in. Before we dive in, though, I just want to bring up a, a little bit of irony. You were talking about West Point and the uh, the nutmeg or eggnog riot of eighteen twenty six. Right, right. Which uh, you read many a plaque on. So many pla- there. they're everywhere. They're crazy. The, do you, the, West Point is just plaques. Like they don't actually have walls. They just have plaques. My Every- God. I mean, I've been. I went to a wedding there, but I, I guess we only in, were in allowed Thayer in one Hall? room. Yeah, like <laughs> uh, Thayer Hall is beautiful. It's a cool place. Uh, living there as pretty. as a uh, uh, I think eleven twelve years old. It was great. It was a great place to be a kid. It's really well, well laid out for the families of the soldiers who worked there. Um, but that was the first year my dad made eggnog. And we, really? had, we had a riot as well because uh, he just made French toast mix and drank it. Yeah. And then he tried to get all of us to drink it. And it was I just... wish that the world could see the face, could hear the face I'm making. <laughs> it's like he literally beat four eggs in a bowl, threw some milk, cinnamon, and nutmeg in it, and then poured us glasses. And you were like, you forgot the bread in the cooking, Dad. <laughs> it's like, ew, Dad. <laughs> I don't know. What do 11-year-olds say? We did not drink it, really, growing up. There was one, like, burned dairy. We had actually mm-hmm. one of the original dairies by us in central New York. Oh, nice. And I feel like I remember, like, my mom getting it like once or twice, but I don't remember it being a thing I was ever forced or even asked during I, I, as a kid. I, I remember seeing it around um, when we would go to somewhere like, you know, you go on the school trip to the dairy farm or whatever. I'd, oh, yeah, yeah. Seeing sure. it. And I remember uh, it used to come in a can, Borden, the company Borden. I know the company Borden. They made it year round in a can and it was shelf stable. <laughs> That's a lot of gelatin. Kids. And you had to pop it, you know, the old old school 
can opener where you pop the two holes. And oh, you pour yeah, it out. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember that. that and I 80% remember... guar gum? <laughs> it was, it was it's 80s. It was just lead. <laughs> this was just it was asbestos <laughs> and uh, that pink stuff you put in the attic to make exactly. sure it stays warm. <laughs> I mean, it's the 80s. This is what we were drinking back then. <laughs> Ooh, Sunny D. Purple stuff. Cool. Right. Is that pineapple juice in a can? I'm sure it's fine. Give me that. Um, but that's not what we're drinking today. No, we are drinking. I mean, although to be fair, mine is out of a carton, but it's very bougie. Um, so I did not make mine, and I. Okay. And, but I do. I will preface before I have a sip that the only eggnog I've ever actually liked mm-hmm. uh, is homemade. Yeah, it's a, it's a um, world of difference. Worlds of difference. I tasted it multiple times as a bartender, and was just like, "This shit is so gross. Why does anyone want to drink it?" Um, and then had a, a homemade sample at a party i was at that i still didn't want to drink because the guy who made it was like taste it for real no taste it and i was like no no i don't like it <laughs> and he had a, a nut mag nut he had the inner nut um, the inner- and a little grinder right there and oh, he fancy. put some right on my glass and i was like oh god um and then i took a sip and was like do you mind if i sit in this bowl for the rest of the night <laughs> it is it's a truly different experience i think a lot of people who have store-bought eggnog it, and not even the boozy kind just Straight yeah, out of straight the, up nog, yeah. You know, hood dairy, throw it in hood the brand, right. not like fucking hood dairy. Right, right, right. <laughs> like, yeah, different. Uh, but there's, um, at my local grocery store, there was literally four, well, five, including mine, different brands of eggnog in a Oh, carton. really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. See? And you can get pre-bottled with liquor yeah. at uh, the liquor store. Um, I tend to think that that's fine if it's you just want a creamy beverage you want to get drunk yeah. on but like kids that's not real cream no it's not it's also shelf stable and you know exactly so but i'm not gonna lie there is a bottle of jim evans pre-made <laughs> in my i'm not right saying now. it's i'm not saying it's bad i'm just yeah. it's not the same as like and and the basics of a homemade eggnog sure. are of course exactly what we described earlier though maybe not with 18 yolks no unless you have 40 people coming over i uh um is I'm, egg yolks and egg whites basically raw? Get over it, everybody. Um, with whole milk and cream. Yep. I mean, we're, we're, this is not a calorie-free drink. Oh, no. Get in it. Love it. This is the holidays. Calories don't count. They don't. And then a shite ton of sugar. And then, of course, nutmeg and cinnamon and whatever spices you, yeah. you love. I when people put ginger in it. That feels like it's too much for me, but maybe. Yeah, I think maybe if, you, if you've... If you don't have enough sugar, you add extra spices to make it more interesting. Sure, yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess, yeah. I mean, it's basically, folks, that's basically the same recipe you would use to make ice cream. hmm Minus the- 100%. If you were making a custard-based ice cream, minus the whites. But like, so you could also buy some vanilla ice cream, your favorite vanilla ice cream. Haagen-Dazs is delightful. Let it melt, and then get up in there. <laughs> Let it melt. Pour on a couple shots of rum. Right? And, and then your scratch spices, your inner nut right over it. Scratch your inner nut over it, but don't let your uncle do that. Um, <laughs> don't let your uncle scratch your inner nut. That's step number one. Or his own. I feel like this is one of those don't play with yourself or others. Um, but it is a lot of dairy. It is. And so if you're, if you're dairy adverse... That's Perhaps nice this isn't the uh, the drink for you, but and there's options, right? Like what, right, what have you got right there? I 
I'm not necessarily dairy adverse, but I do of all the nut jizzes. I enjoy some people call them milk substitutes, whatever. <laughs> I enjoy the oat milk. Um, <laughs> and so I saw oat milk nog, which I think they called oat nog. Uh, and it does have some cashew jizz yep. in there. Um, and because I they're not stop calling it nut milk. Like it's not a milk. You don't, nobody's out there milking a nut. Nobody is. And no, if they nobody. are, that's for a different show. So <laughs> nobody's up there at the crack of dawn with a bucket out under old Bessie the cashew. <laughs> <laughs> but if I ever get a cashew, I'm naming it Bessie. Um, so it's, this is, does have some cashew uh, nut in there um, and oat milk. And, um, and it does smell very nice. It's got a little oaty. Like mm-hmm. if you're an oat milk drinker, you'll definitely. There's that hint of like, I mean, obviously oat, but like bready sort of like, yeah. hmm, am I going to have Cheerios or this drink? <laughs> um, and then I did, uh, I purchased, um, since I was buying the eggnog, I also, I bought the inner nuts and was shamed, Sean, basically shamed at the grocery no. store line because by my least favorite cashier in all of Berry Fresh, because she's very judgmental. And she always looks at every purchase as she rings it up as if to be like, you eat this? And then she just sort of casually oh, moves it over. I love New York. It's so good. <laughs> Nowhere else would you get judged for buying like eggs. <laughs> you pay more for these brown ones? And then she just moves, whatever. So um, anyway, they keep their spices by the register so that the people don't steal. Yeah, And the only whole nutmeg they had came in that like giant jug. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, I'm good. I don't need it. And she was like, no, no, no. I, I, I don't think we have a smaller one. And I was like, yeah, no, I, that's why I don't need it. Because I don't need that many. And she was like, you could put them on everything. Why wouldn't you get it? And I was like, I, I just want to put it on one thing. And she was like, but you could put it on eggnog. And I was like, well, that's what I'm going to put it on. But I only really need one. And so she was like, right, but you could make muffins. And I was like, oh, my God, just give me the container. Um, <laughs> And then I was like, do you want one? And I literally, <laughs> he was like, no, I'm good. Um, so anyway, I do have fresh nutmeg online because I also have so, a so You, oh, I have a tiny, tiny little box grater. Oh my God. It's like, it's a, like a box grater for a dollhouse, but it's oh perfect for little nutmegs. Oh, of course it is. Yeah. And Less uh, chance of you cutting your finger on things this morning. Exactly. <laughs> it sounds very cute. But you really, you only, I don't know. I didn't Google how long nutmeg, a whole nutmeg lasts, but shell spices are usually about three years. If you keep them nice. Keep them airtight and away from heat. Right. It's usually about three to four years. The saffron, I realize I've had for over 10 years. Do you think I could still eat that? or (laughs) Saffron doesn't go back. Nah, you'll be fine. Right. I'll make, I'll make us a nice, uh, I'll make us a nice rice, Sean. A a nice saffron rice. And then we can decide later. Um, So yeah, so I have a lovely oat. One, despite being the one of us without the dairy. My dairy, my dairy thing got fixed. Russia, man. Living in Russia for a while. Russia, all better. Fixes it. Uh, and what did you, or did you spike it? I did, actually. Um, when I poured it out, I was going to do the, like, I'll take a sip. No booze. Uh, but when I poured it out of the container, it was a little thinner than I wanted it mm. to be. Because I wanted it to be like the homemade melted ice cream with booze. Um, so I was like, we're just going to go straight bourbon, thanks. 
that makes sense. And I pop some bourbon in. Um, but the, my favorite homemade one was made with rum. Cause I remember asking, it was of an acting teacher. He had a great commercial voice and I remember asking him for the recipe and he ended up leaving it on my voicemail. Uh, cause he wanted to, he emailed it to me, but then he wanted to, to impart some tips on the voicemail. And mm-hmm. one of them was, cause you, he, in his recipe, you added the rum directly to the beaten egg yolk sugar mix. Mm-hmm. And so the tip was in this amazingly sexy, deep, actory voice, you have to add the rum slowly, ever so slowly, or the alcohol will cook the eggs slowly. (laughs) I was like, I'm going to go rub one out to this message. Good Lord. Also, alcohol does cook an egg. Yeah, if you add it, you'll get curdled eggs. So don't do that. And while they may have liked that in the 18th century, <laughs> you don't need to do it yep. now. So uh, give, give us a little taste. Uh, tell us what we're, like, we're up for here. Gonna, I was going to cheers us. Oh, sorry. Cheers. Cheers. Boop. Oh, yours looks way thicker. Look how mine's just rolling around in the glass. Oh, yeah. No, mine's coating. Coating the glass here. Mmm. Mm. Is it as we suspected? Ah, oh, it's fucking gross. Um, okay. It smells divine the nutmeg like obviously i added that but like even before that like they you could smell the cinnamon Mm -hmm. and the like i can smell the bourbon that i added of course but it's just watery yeah yeah that's that's not awful would you put it in coffee yeah okay in fact i might go do that right now (laughs) there you go so it's a it's a nice topper for coffee yeah or it i mean it would make a lovely um there's so many things you can do with leftover eggnog, and we'll, we'll talk more about that later, but, like, I would use it in a recipe. Okay. But for a real eggnoggy mm-hmm. drinking experience, you really want that, like. Yeah, you want that they're creamy. Yeah, I'm yeah. doing a little dance, folks. You're doing a, a creamy dance. I am. Creamy it's dance. a little Axl Rosie, but I am seated. <laughs> Uh, but where yours, Sean, has some like nice yeah. thick legs. Like, I see it happening when you swirl. Yeah. I, uh, so for I did... reference, if your wine has legs like that, folks, don't drink it. <laughs> Something's My... gone wrong. Mm. Unless it's a port, it might, it might be okay. Sean? <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, don't drink it. You're gonna get, you're, you'll die. You will die. <laughs> at, wow. yep. at that just point, straight dead. You're actually just drinking the floor from a cask of sherry, and that's going to kill you. So... Yeah, don't do that. Uh, but mine here, I made with four egg yolks, um, half a cup of sugar, a cup of heavy cream, two cups of milk, a bunch of nutmeg, cinnamon stick, and some anise. Um, My God. I mean, that's basically the classic Elton Brown recipe. Scientist it is actually very close to the... Recipe guy that he is. Uh, yeah. I, um, I used to do the Waldorf Astoria's version. Fun. Which is like some great historic blah, blah. But they put port in it. And I just couldn't get behind it. Uh, and so I adapted huh. that to a different one. And, and this is kind of where I've settled. On, you know, on I feel recipe. like the port might be nice. I mean, maybe not Lord of Carlisle's posset or whatever, but like <laughs> when the, you know, the even earlier version of the monk mm-hmm. sort of egg cream fig. They yeah. With figs. I bet port would have been nice in that version. It, it, it is. And if you cut the sugar way down, it works. Okay. 
what's the point of that? Yeah, though, huh? exactly. What's the point of that? And but that's the thing. It's a sipping cocktail for that Waldorf Astoria, not sure, sure. you know this delicious thing that I'm about to consume. I mean, Sean's basically got a milk mustache, friends. Like it's like he's drinking a milkshake. It's happening. That's oh, what's happening. That's so good. It's what's for dinner. I uh, may have been a little heavy-handed with my pour of rye. <laughs> um, he really should only put about an ounce in, but I think I did a full three fingers of rye in this cup. My God, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's been a day. I thought I was on vacation. In a couple hours, I'm flying to D.C. for Bob Dole's funeral. Like, it's been a day. That so. is uh, different than vacation. Yeah. Um, I might, I mean, I bought all the stuff to make my own. And now that I want Nog, I might go make it after this because I am not going to Bob Dole's funeral, but did spend the weekend in the Poconos celebrating one of our uh, listeners' uh, birthday, but at Ooh. what I'm assuming used to be an 80s porn house. Um, <laughs> Yay, 80s porn house. There was two hot tubs in the house. Was one of them heart-shaped? Neither heart-shaped. Oh. But one did have... Imagine it was a tiny room and mm-hmm. probably a four-person at best okay. hot tub surrounded by mirrors. Um, yep. And then in the remaining brum, tiny brum, amount of, yep. I mean, it basically started playing when you opened the door. Um, and I don't, we don't even know where it came from. But the, so there was like steps up to the, mm-hmm. this, this hot tub thing. And then in the remaining like three inches of the room <laughs> or whatever, they took, okay, you know, like a sectional couch where it like forms the corner? Yeah. Like imagine cutting the corner piece out. Okay. I mean, in some places you buy them like that, but like, Okay, cutting the corner piece out of a red one. Okay. A fully red leather sectional. Because leather and steam really also go well together. You know, I love getting out of a hot tub and just plopping down on a leather couch. There's, oh. Especially in a too small You know how your shower feels or your bathroom <laughs> feels when you step out of the shower that's been on for a long time and hot? Maybe you're scrubbing away a breakup. Um, <laughs> yes. So imagine that times a lot. Uh, and then you sit on the leather couch you've decided to move into your bathroom. I mean, you could feel the Giardia crawling into your body like from the room. And that's if you were lucky. <laughs> uh, just Giardia. Uh, so, yeah, um, I only uh, the sauna, the hot tub outside was definitely the. So, but two, yeah, drinking two inside and one outside. Yep. Whoa. And then there was I mean, it was literally like. <laughs> Like if if four Russian guys in their like 40s, none mm-hmm. of them have ever met a girl in their lives because clearly there was no late. Like the silverware was just free range in the drawer. There was no like container yeah. for the silverware, yeah. which come on, trash. Um, Go to Kmart. Spend right. And a dollar. Like nobody told them about the basics, but they must have bought this house that was built in the 80s. They didn't they didn't decide to do any repairs to it. There was like a fist punch in one of the walls. Um, so no repairs. Instead, they just decided to furnish and decor it based on the majority of porn and frat movies they'd seen. Uh-huh. So there was a foosball table and a massage chair and two <laughs> hot tubs in the house. But, you know, okay. no, no curtains in the bedroom. <laughs> like, what? How did that happen? <laughs> you know, this just, uh, it's so very Poconos. And it's so... They're like they're just there's so many places like that just well, all over the Poconos I feel like clearly had a brief heyday yeah. at the same time as beautiful Mount Airy Lodge 
<laughs> and then and oh, then wow, people learned back. how to travel to ski. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, wait a minute, there's bigger mountains? Oh, see you later, Poconos. I just I, I feel like the the late eighties swingers community from the New York metropolitan area just like had yearly meetups in the Poconos. <laughs> And it all started while they were home looking at a at a martini glass or one of those <laughs> champagne tub glasses. And they, exactly. thought, they thought to themselves, yeah, I have an idea. What if we go somewhere rural and we make a tub this uh, for a person the size of this glass? Let's go somewhere rural with really weird liquor laws. <laughs> yes, and where we can buy fireworks. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> So, yeah, I really wanted this eggnog to be everything I needed it to be. But also, happy birthday, Sue. Um, happy birthday, Sue. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm sorry that the oat milk isn't, isn't the thing. Um, I was hesitant. But I, I wanted to try it because I want, as much as I may not love store-bought eggnog, mm-hmm. I, didn't even, I wasn't even expecting there to be an option. And I do drink oat milk regularly in my coffee every day. Yeah. So, like, you know, it's not that I don't like oat milk. It's just... You know, if you're expecting one thing. Yeah. And then, you, you know, get... if, if you've eaten steak your whole life and now you're biting into tofu, even if it's shaped like steak, you still know it's tofu, right? So it's not that it's bad. You just know the difference. I mean, tofu's shaped like steak is bad. Objective. I mean, sure. That's fine. Just, but <laughs> that's <just> um, bad. <laughs> just saying. So normally you would do, and Sean, perhaps you did this, you would, you would do the sugar and the egg yolks together yep. and the milks together, and then you would heat the milks together, mm-hmm. and then you, you would temper them into your egg yolks so temper you don't curdle yolks. that shit, um, and you'd beat up them egg whites, and fold them gently in nice. fold them in, let it sit overnight, and then- Yeah, you know, we it- decided on the break that Lord Posset, <laughs> uh, with his 18 yolks, but only eight egg whites, must have made a lovely pavlova or- yep. Or Angel he, food or, cake, or uh, or he glued wallpaper on. Yeah, or he decorated <laughs> his his swingers mountain lodge. Right, with some, <laughs> with some lovely wallpaper held on by egg whites. Yeah, you know, and that's that's the great thing about eggs; they're versatile. It's just like eggnog, so versatile. <laughs> you could put how's that for a tie-in? You can put I liked it. Uh, any booze you'd like in this. Yeah, like we said, the Waldorf was was using a mix of port and brandy. Um, I went with a heavy-handed glug of old Overholt rye whiskey, but uh, I have also, straight. I have bourbon, 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 corn, bourbon, right there, delicious. But my favorite one, the the homemade one that was slowly, uh, that was with rum. I happen to have a secondary glass. My God, Sean, here with rum. This is a beautiful vintage Santa glass. It's very this. cute, folks. I feel it's like so Sean cute. should should very much take a picture of that glass. Uh, but I'm going people. to. I poured a proper amount of rum into this. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and give it a taste. Sean, Iyer, he's just honoring our early space trade routes uh, with the Caribbean rum that was easier. I think to that's get. nicer. I think that's nicer. Rum is good. Yeah. It plays well with the spices. It ties in with the, the, the nutmeg and the cream. It's just, it's good. And I used uh, Mount Gay Barbados rum. Nice. Uh, Barbados. Officially, uh, the queen is no longer on their money. They are fully independent. Um, just now, just just so last week. Obviously, more of a reason to buy their rum. Yeah, and Mount Gay is a great rum. Oh, Fantastic. it's very tasty. Yeah, very tasty dark rum. And uh, yeah, but listen, I, you I like spiced do... rum. Use spiced rum. Yeah. You want to go a little, a little even more tropicale with your winter drink? Use a coconut rum. Yeah, go for it. I mean, I'm 
going to check your ID. But right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you just order Malibu in your eggnog? Get the fuck uh, out of no, here. Parrot Bay. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> With a splash of blue curacao, you say? Oh, not at my bar. No. no. Blue eggnog is bar. not a thing. Blue eggnog is not a thing. But what if it was? Oh, God, no. I have to go try it. I know. I'm like, we could make it a little smurfy. What do I have? I've got cassis. Um, no, Purple we're not doing this. could be fun. Yeah, let's not do it. <laughs> we're not going um, down this Yeah, road. so there's so many things you, you could add to your nog, and we would love to hear what you add to your nog. Yeah, party. absolutely. So Send us, us your nog recipes. So oh, yeah, or if you do them. something more exciting with your, and, with your nog. In fact, I remember having online uh, last, last holiday season a, a conversation with Adie and Helen from Helena from the uh, Three Drinkers program or the bring a bottle podcast they had lots of questions about eggnog because they're british and they didn't know anything about it uh and had um you started it you a-holes <laughs> they're lovely but no i'm yeah. not i didn't mean that, those two. Oh yeah the brits in general yes yeah just um, in general but sorry folks i'm divorced from a british man i get to call them a-holes it's you just sure what happened. absolutely uh i i sent them my recipe and ad did try it and say it was delicious so i'm gonna go out and Hopefully he adapted it and created his own recipe and he'll write back to us if he's listening. Um, he's in the Maldives right now. He's not listening. Um, oh my God. I hope he's not listening. In fact, next time I hope he doesn't listen and takes us. Yes, please. Anybody sponsors. We'll, we'll go. We'll record. We'll drink the wine of the Maldives. We will go literally anywhere. There's wine. <laughs> I mean, it's that simple. He's not lying. Friends. No, he's not anywhere. Lying. Upper West side. Cool. Sponsor us. Poconos, we're in. Yeah. I know a house we could stay in. <laughs> I've got a velvet blazer. It's going to be perfect. Well, we'll bring that smiling guy behind you. Um, Aw. That guy could come, too. Yeah, he's you know, nice. We need more than just the two of us playing somebody's foosball the whole drive. time. <laughs> and also, somebody's <laughs> got to drive. I know I kept joking with everybody because everybody who went was really sort of city folks that, like, they needed to be careful as they departed for the deer because everybody was sort of leaving mm-hmm. different times. And then somebody was leaving during the day. So I was like, watch out for day deer. <laughs> um, That's and a then thing. It is, though, because when we left at three o'clock, I think I saw a dozen deer on the way yeah. out of this little. Oh, yeah. No, it's deer community. hitting season. It's totally deer hitting season. And don't think they only come out at dusk. No. Because they don't. They're out there 24 7. Absolutely day drinking deer. <laughs> well, it's not daytime here, but we are going to take a little break and do some drinking. I need to refill my glass anyway. <laughs> I don't. Uh, well, just go get some bourbon. Good call. <laughs> oh my gosh, we're back. We're full. So I think full. that's like, that's the thing. Eggnog is such a desserty drink, yeah. but dang, you got to have room. You do, even with a lighter-bodied one like yours over there. Like, yeah, I mean, you don't need to have that much room for this thing, but <laughs> you uh, could have some. Yeah, no, mine is definitely gonna. It's gonna go just as it is in my nice Madame glass, Madame. right in the fridge, and bourbon and all. I'm gonna add it to my coffee in the morning because I hate my job. Yeah. Um. So it seems fine. But there's lots of things you can do. Listen, eggnog is one of those things you have. You kind of make a big batch. Mm-hmm. Because eggs, you know? yeah, and, and it then, does have a little shelf life, and you got to use it. Yep. So there's a shit ton of ways to use it, and I, of course, googled what do I do with my leftover eggnog because what am I an animal? And my favorite thing, I'm scrolling as I'm talking, and we all know I can't do two things at once. Was um, eggnog marshmallows? Eggnog marshmallows. 
and then you would put it in a hot chocolate. How freaking delicious is that? That does sound delicious, but you know, I I have made marshmallows before, and I don't. They're not easy. No, it's difficult. (laughs) So, I guess our tip then is use them to make marshmallows. Send the results to us if they're good. Yeah, let us know how that works. Make them the next day when you're sober again, because they're that easy. (laughs) Because you're going to burn your house down. But you could, uh, unlike Sean's dad, who stopped the French toast mix at (laughs) drink this poison, children. You could take this eggnog and soak some bread in it and turn it into French toast. Yeah, take some nice stale. My my husband's cheering. Cheersing us. Cheers. We could also use that leftover bits to make a lovely caramel sauce. Mm-hmm. Doesn't that sound nice? Caramel sauce, uh, eggnog caramel. That sounds great. You could probably even cook that down a little further into actual caramel candy. I'm sure you could. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? It'd be good. Yeah. Um, or, you know, throw that shit in an ice cream maker, kids. Eggnog Especially ice cream. Especially if, if you haven't added the, if you've added the alcohol, you're going to have some challenges. But without it'll the just alcohol. Be, it'll just be soft ice cream. Super, it'll be softer. Soft. Well. Depends on how heavy hand. Depends on which glass of your eggnog you're trying to freeze, Sean. <laughs> Don't go for the rye, because because <laughs> if my popsicle exper- uh, making experiments taught us anything, it was less is better for freezing. But they were so um, tasty. They were very tasty. Um, as long as you ate them quick and had a lot of nap. Um, but yeah, eggnog ice cream. I mean, there's you can also buy this stuff, friends. Like, there's a lot of eggnog flavored oh, stuff. Yeah. Like, a- I mean, eggnog is the like. Pumpkin spice latte of, of winter. Of winter, yeah. It's the, we saw. Although I did see pumpkin spice eggnog in the on the store shelf, and uh, probably avoided it. Probably avoided it because uh, I don't understand what the crossover is there. Because it eggnog is essentially pumpkin spice. Like you know, it's for that first week in November when it's still fall but not yet winter. Okay, people don't want to. The people are avoiding. They're not ready to let go. Yeah, yeah. They're not buying the uh, the Budweiser holiday twelve pack yet. Uh, Ugh, have you seen the cans? Be... They're so cute. They're sure, so cute. But it's still the word Budweiser, isn't it? I know, I know. But there's so many that you can make muffins, you can make pancakes. Like, anywhere you have liquid in baking, go ahead and throw this in. It's, yeah, you can kind of substitute it. Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily go one-to-one, maybe <laughs> keep Yeah, keep yeah. I mean, because it's but... not just straight-up cream or just straight-up eggs. Obviously, yeah. you got a little bit of both. And remember that it's already sweeter, so if it's yeah. something that has sugar, you can... Sure. Oh, man, I want to make this into some icing and put on cinnamon buns. Um, yep, that was another recommendation. And I was like, dude, I'd make anything. I'd make anything into frosting. It'd make me very yeah. happy. Frosting's fucking the best thing ever, next to booze and wine, specifically. Right, but this booze and frosting? Podcast. I mean, I yeah. did once make gin and tonic cupcakes for someone. For me? No, they were for Dan. Oh, right, for Dan. But I ate them. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I, mean, I ate a lot of them, too, but like... <laughs> That's true. Theoretically, they were for Dan. <laughs> he ate them too. It's true. Uh, but but yeah, yeah you- it's totally versatile. So after you make your 9,000 gallon vat for your holiday party that only six people are brave enough to drink because they believe the, the fake media hype about salmonella poisoning. Listen, um, there's so many fake media things, but this is definitely <laughs> one of them. Like yeah. one time there was a salmonella outbreak in the 80s, but it was because they didn't put the eggs in the fridge like a bunch of dumbasses. And then they, they do link that to eggnog, which is how this all started. Um, but it was old people who died and, you know, we can just blame the Cuomo's, can't we? So the. Um, <laughs> just, yes, we absolutely can. Why not? It was the 80s, but I'm sure it was their fault. Um, <clears throat> but 
yes, if you wash the bloom off an egg and leave it on your counter for three weeks and then try and eat it, you're going to be sick. Going to get sick. That's just common sense. But for those of us that grew up in a funner time, I've eaten (laughs) more gallons of cookie dough and cake batter and I've eaten the batter of things that didn't even taste good, but I just was like, what's this batter taste like? Oh, bread dough. It's delicious. No, it isn't. But I still like the back of my spoon when I make pancakes. Like, we're not talking Aunt Jemima here. We're talking like from scratch, Bragg's pancakes. Oh, yeah. Martha Stewart recipe. Yeah, I'm going to lick that bowl. Uh, Whatever. And I'm fine. Yeah. And you're fine. And we're all going to be fine. So there's a very alcohol does uh, sterilize the eggs once you start mixing that in. Not to FDA standards or whoever measures it, but it does cook it a bit. You can also always, if you're super worried about it, you can bring your eggs, your egg mixture, egg Mm -hmm. and sugar to a certain temperature that I feel like it's like 180. It's pre-boiling. Is that what it is? Yeah. Pre-boiling, but nice simmer for a hot minute or two. There you go. Or you can fucking grow a a pair of sack wines. Grow some sack wines and you're fine. Bro, okay, get yourself a nice set of Lord of Carlisle sack possets and uh, and you'll you're, you're gonna live. Like I'm I'm chugging a significant amount of this before boarding an airplane. And we're all sure he's gonna be fine. I sure hope so for the rest of the I mean Bob Bill's already dead, so it's fine. Yeah. Um, he won't notice. He won't. But like but m- many cultures have a a, ver- a version of this. Um I definitely think uh, the one most famous, at least in my head, would be Coquito, uh, Coquito from from Puerto Rico and and from the Caribbean Rico, islands, and maybe that could just be where we live. But like, that's yeah, true. It but is, also, it is delicious. It's yeah. got somehow thirty two times more sugar. Um, yeah, it really give does. or take. And it's made with got, coconut milk and and yeah. evaporated milk and yeah. sweetened condensed milk, yeah. which is is literally you can make fudge out of just that and some chocolate <laughs> chips. So now you're gonna blend all that into a delicious cinnamony coconutty milky yeah. it's so good that one definitely is a rum super refreshing rum uh, definitely fan. rum yeah yeah because it's the islands you got to put rum in it right uh, i over rye to... in that like a monster <laughs> well i mean yeah it's pretty i'm just monstrous. kidding you do whatever um, you want friends go over to mexico you got a horchata yum which is you know cinnamon and nutmeg spiced rice milk um also delish if you're in the liquor store and you see that curved white bottle of rum chata (laughs) (laughs) you know uh that was really popular about 10 years back and everybody has still because you made one cocktail out of it but it's a fine substitute if you want to make quick eggnog shots or an eggnog martini or something out of it go for the rum chata why not i mean germany has i was just googling uh because i listen we we all have heard me do we let's five to one does jen have rum chata in her cupboard she does um (laughs) germany has an eggnog uh Mm -hmm. it's pronounced something in german that i am gonna butcher so apologies in advance but i'm gonna go with pronouncing it ihr leichor sure yeah that sounds right to me it's got an umlaut umlaut uh, the Dutch have an eggnog, of course, which mm-hmm. has a little salt in it, apparently, according to what I can see of the recipe. Weirdos. No, that but, makes sense because no, I things know, like kidding. Dutch licorice all have salt in them, too. Listen, a little salt is nice. Yeah. You, if you make like chocolate, um, I do make a very basic, I make a very basic white girl fudge with uh, sweetened condensed milk and chocolate chips and marshmallows. Mm-hmm. 
And then you can go Rocky Road if you want to by adding uh, the peanuts with the skins on is the best because then they're extra salty. Um, or you could go S'mores Road and throw it on a graham cracker crust. Sure. Or you could skip both of those things and just put a, a, a sprinkling of the sea salt atop Ooh, some, it. Some flaky salt on top. Yes, to balance all of that marshmallow chocolate evaporated milk goodness. <laughs> That's going to be when you've got that much sweet, a little salty balance is nice. A little, And so you start with 10 egg yolks, Dutch people. Yeah, you throw in a little bit of salt. Oof. But that one's called the avocat. It has two avocat. eggs. Avocat, yes. I've actually had avocat. I forgot about Did that. Did you love it? Oh. Uh, it was tasty. It's interesting. It's similar to eggnog, but not... I assume they all have their own slight whatever. Yeah, they all have their own. Twist I, 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 I couldn't come up with the word, so I just went with je ne sais quoi. Which, sure, let's go with that. Yeah. Um, yeah, their own hint of whateverness that belongs to them. The Germans, uh, the Germans use vodka and brandy. Uh, Germans also put gin in their mulled wine, so. Well, they're weirdos. <laughs> uh, in Cuba, it's a lot of uh, the sweet and condensed and the, and the evaporated mm-hmm. milks, much like a, a coquito. I was trying to see what makes the Dutch. Oh, there. They use a cognac. They use cognac. Huh. Oh my god! And the Dutch don't have any milk, so it's just eggs and cognac and sugar. Neat. Yeah, and baby, and a little sp- and my some dad vanilla. Would love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's all fun and games. So your dad's soaking bread in that the next oh, morning. <laughs> well, that's the proper usage. I'm sorry, right, that's proper. <laughs> I do kind of want to try that, but I don't really have ten egg yolks to spare for this. Can I, can I cut this in a tenth? Can I get, you know how you can make like chocolate chip cookies and brownies for one in your microwave? Can I get the advocat for one recipe? Can I get the single mug recipe? Thank you. I did find a, I did find one uh, recipe that was called small batch eggnog. And like the copy was, it's just for like when you and your husband want a little. I was like, well, what if it's just me and I want two glasses? (laughs) (laughs) Don't shame me. Don't shame me into making. I'm already making a small batch. Calm down. Um. So yeah, so eggnog, basically what we're saying is freaking delicious. Yeah. Start, let's, sometimes. Let's, let's end the stigma. Sometimes it's not delicious, but it's never going to kill you. Nope. So knock it off. Yeah. But, but, I guess we shouldn't say never. We're never. not scientists. I mean, yeah, we're not scientists. We're not doctors. We are drinkers. Um, if you're allergic to the internet, <laughs> this may not be for you. <laughs> I, I want that label. <laughs> like, every time I go out with a new person. You have to explain it. They're like, oh, you mean like peanuts? And you're like, no. No. Inner nuts. <laughs> I and then I throw today, some ground up mace like on peanuts. them and disappear. <laughs> <laughs> it's an illusion. Don just hits them with some shells. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I had a neighbor today who paused while she was walking her dogs by my house. They're very cute dogs, and I like to smoosh them. Um, they're big German Shepherd Husky mixes. Oh. And sister. And um, and as she was departing, she was like, Jen, do you like peanuts? And I was like, um, not really, but thank you for asking. And she was like, well, are you like a coffee drinker or a hot chocolate drinker? And I was like. Both okay, have a good day. I still don't, I have no idea what ended up. Oh, man, you're going to end up with coffee peanut brittle on your front porch tomorrow. <laughs> Or I'm in a mystery story, and I just don't know it. (laughs) (laughs) On the next episode of Will Jen Explode?
<laughs> it's not Colonel Mustard. It's a bag of peanuts from a mysterious neighbor. Uh, speaking of bags of peanuts, I got to get to the airport. So Yeah, you do. So time's <laughs> up, friends. Don't bring any of that nog because uh, we don't want you to lose it at the airport. No, John. absolutely. Uh, but friends listening from home, tell us how you like your nog and or not. We'd love to hear why you hate nog. Yeah. You, you, you throw your noggish vitriol at us. And we just had an episode title, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, but thank you as ever for listening, and we will catch you next time. Catch you next time. Make sure you're subscribed on whichever podcast listening platform you prefer so that you can ensure that you get the timeliest of delivery of our future episodes. Season two is going to be a whammy, so make sure you're subscribed. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to like it and give us a nice review on Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you happen to be listening. Make sure to follow us on Facebook at Bottled Up Podcast on Instagram at bottled underscore up underscore podcast or go check out our Patreon patreon.com slash bottled up podcast. Looking forward to seeing you guys on social media and interacting with you there so we can make this party go a little bit further than just this podcast. If you want to reach out to us, you can reach us on any of those platforms, Facebook, Instagram, or Patreon, or you can hit us at our email, which is bppodcast at gmail.com. We always like hearing from our listeners, whether it's with questions, comments, or just ideas for future episodes. Feel free to get in touch. We love to hear from you. And with that, raise a glass and have a good night.